0: Thank you ladies and gentlemen for tuning in to the Owl's Nest. the Overwatch League Countdown Cup is here with brand new hero pools. How will it affect the meta and who stands to benefit? That's coming up in today's Owl's Nest. Welcome back to our regulars and to anyone who's new. Any new viewers we have, if this is your first time visiting the Owl's Nest, please make sure to hit that subscribe button and like the video. Turn on the bell for notifications and leave us some comments about how you like the show. Like Emrat, who says great stuff, so thankful for this kind of coverage of the league. So we just got uh, back from our week off following the, uh, the the Summer Showdown tournament, and now we're going into the Countdown Cup. And, of course, the big thing on everyone's mind is what are the new hero pools? How are they going to affect the meta? And uh, this time we have out Widowmaker, Mei, thank you, as well as Orisa and Ana. So, uh, Jake, the first question that I have for you is obviously, you know, we saw a lot of Genji play that I think was enabled uh, quite well by Orisa, not everybody was running the Ana. We saw a lot of basic blades in the league. But uh how do you think that this hero pool is going to affect that? Do you think that Genji will still be the I, dominant hero? That I I he actually was?
1: think you can't underestimate how impactful it is to lose Arissa because if you're watching the pro teams play, the one of the things that is going to happen quite literally 100% of the time the Genji pulls out a blade, like unless the Arissa is dead, is getting the halt combo on the blade. It's so incredibly good.
0: Mm-hmm. Not
1: only To set up Genji, but disrupt the enemy while he comes in. Uh, You know, there's just just every possible thing is perfect for this combo. It's exactly what you need to put the big damage boost on. Uh, Not only that, you've got Supercharger to amp the blade up if you're not running nano. um, Which can go really well with something like a rally. So it just sort of gets the job done as far as getting Genji damage boost plus survivability. The the combo there is incredibly potent. And honestly, I think without that combo, I don't think we're going to see Genji play it. I think Brig still is incredibly impactful against Genji. And without the halt to mess her up and to pull her out of position, I don't think Genji's going to be consistent enough. So I honestly expect Tracer to come back and, and be the dominant flanker um, in a meta that is probably going to be shaken up a lot, I guess, because you know what, what's going to replace Orisa is the big question.
0: So what do you think this means for teams like the Toronto Defiant or the Paris Eternal who you know, had big surges in success? I off think I here. could
1: see Genji still being played, but if it's gonna happen, I think you're probably gonna need to run an Ana. You're gonna need to run another enabler because Arissa was that enabler uh, in the most recent patch.
0: So with, with Ana also out of the oh, yeah. out of the hero pools as well, because she's the, the healer that was yeah. I don't out. know.
1: <laughs> probably no honestly sparkle, don't think so. Genji? Right? Like e- even if even if you had the Ana, like oh, I don't even know if teams would even run it because the Ana itself is is kind of out of the meta, um, at least in terms of. Dominance. It's a it's a little bit of a weird situation that it's out of the pool because it's Bap and Brig are, are obviously the dominant supports, and Anna just sort of barely squeaked by with mm-hmm. enough play time to get banned. So, uh, a bit awkward there.
0: Now, obviously, uh, Brigitte did just see some recent nerfs. You don't think that they were enough to keep her out of the meta, though? You think that we're still going to probably stick with the Baptiste? oh uh, yeah. Unfortunately, I don't, unfortunately I don't think so.
1: I mean, I I thought those nerfs when they came down the pipe. I thought, wow, this is like exactly what we needed. Maybe Brig won't be so dominant anymore. And I feel like I was just wrong, like from playing a lot of ranked, and and uh, I'm not I'm not 100 sure how it goes in like the scrims and for pro teams, but it seems that the hero is still very very relevant, still puts out a ton of healing, and Rally is still the best support ult in the game due to its incredible length. Uh, the duration is not matched by any other support ult, right? Where there are a much bigger burst of value, and like a sound barrier or something, but Rally has no counters, and Rally lasts the longest. So uh, those two facts together make it. An incredibly potent ult, and even if Brig doesn't give pre armor anymore, which is a huge hit to what she can do on the map, you know, it is possible to play without her, but I just still still think the hero is so hard to kill uh, and offers so much, even outside of her healing, that she's going to be a dominant force. Um, Maybe not as dominant. I don't think she'll be. I don't expect like the 100% pick rate anymore, but maybe maybe close, you know, still close in my opinion.
0: So with Orissa out, as you mentioned, you know she was such a staple of the, the recent meta that we've seen. Do you think that we're going to see the Ryan coming in to continue the double shield between with him and Sigma? Or what are your, your thoughts? I think that's the right most
1: obvious answer uh, is to play a Ryan. Um Just fits in well. But the other question in my mind is if you play Ryan, does that make it worth to run Lucio? You know, Ryan is one of the most classic heroes that wants a Lucio on his team uh, due to his melee status, right? He you know wants to close the distance. But it's also, I think, possible that we could see, um, we could see people play dive. But uh, I, I feel weird even predicting it because yeah, no, I'm just teasing. Like I don't. It's just like could it <laughs> could it really you know with Brig, or people really gonna play dive? Uh, I think it'll probably will be a Rhine, uh, a Rhine Sig meta. Um, but I do think we're gonna see flanker play. Like I think Tracer's gonna see a lot of play, um, just because heroes like Rhine are very easily punished by flankers, or, or at least in theory they are. So both teams are going to want to get behind that Ryan, you know, poke him in the back. Don't let him be the efficient frontliner that he wants to be.
0: So with those in mind, who do you think that we're going to see, besides some of the obvious answers, obviously the San Francisco Shock are still going to be up at the top. Uh, you know, we expect Shanghai Dragons to be up there as well. What are some of the teams that you think are going to rise to the top in this meta? And who do you think may end up suffering that we've started to see make some ground in the standings?
1: This This meta, at least the way I look at it, as far as, um, taking away key enablers for Genji to me what that says is that all these a lot of the teams that have made big games recently you know did so off the back of, of great Genji performances right like that's that's you know it's the Toronto Defiant that's the Paris Eternal uh, you know like and, and even the Philadelphia Fusion played i think better than we've seen them you know with the Genji they looked even better than they did with the you know Tracer plus Hitscan meta so the irony is i think we might be headed back in time just a little bit to you know, where a team like the shock is number one with a player like striker, who in my opinion is, you know, a serious candidate for best in the world on tracer. Um, I think he is just a monster on the hero. You know, I could see a team like the Valiant being incredibly good, you know, with shacks on the tracer as well. Um, just, I do think that mm-hmm. hero is going to come back into form in a big way. Not only because it, it's always been a good hero, right? Like the skill on that hero was just so incredible. The pro players, they, they do so much with it, but um, but also because where, when you cut a hero like Arissa, it's actually making the enemy a lot more vulnerable to Pulse Bomb. Because Orisa is one of the most... I mean, you can put a Pulse Bomb on Arissa, but she doesn't care too much. So uh, a hero like Ryan, I think, is actually really vulnerable to getting stuck and bursted down. Uh, you know, it takes off his armor instantly and he could get rushed down and stuff. So I, I, think, um, I think there's a lot of potential for that hero to become like a true carry hero. Because now it's no longer going to be enabled by we're just going to halt combo every Pulse Bomb, which is pretty much what you did last um, in the previous meta with Tracer and Arisa. But now it's like you don't really have that assist on Tracer. You just need to be that top-tier player finding those sticks. Um, at the same time, it's going to make Bap's job a lot easier. He's not worried about like halts, pulling people out of the lamp or whatever. It's, it's really easy to, to block it with the drone. Uh, but I think that matchup is going to define a lot of things. The, the same way that... The use of the blade defined a lot of teams performance in the playoffs i think the use of the pulse bomb versus the drone is going to be something to really look out for as far as who, who can succeed this meta.
0: All right, well, I'm never going to complain about watching more Tracer play. That's it, guys, for today. Thanks for watching The Owl's Nest. And before you go, make sure you click that bell to subscribe to our channel and get all the notifications on latest videos. I'd also like you to invite, invite you to check out The Breakdown with Weirdbeard right here on our channel. The Breakdown posts new videos every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday covering topics like Dr. Disrespect's ongoing saga since his Twitch ban. Make sure you follow Jake at JakeOW on Twitter and Jake underscore OW on Twitch and YouTube. And until next time, stay on that payload.